You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's Deuce. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. It was such a fun win over the Denver Nuggets. We went all over it. Before you continue, though, do me a favor. You're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. All it does is help us grow. Now let's start the show. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Saturday night after the Kings bounce back in a major way on the home floor. Last couple of home games, getting down big to the Warriors, surviving and winning. But then, the next night, a disappointment against the LA Clippers. How were the Kings going to respond against the defending champions? They may have been short-handed tonight. No Jamal Murray, second I have a back-to-back... <laughs> We don't care about excuses because mm. this was just the eighth time in 18 games that the Kings had their full starting lineup together. Oh. And the Kings tonight need a team victory. They need their bench to step up. They need to step up in non-Jokic minutes. Check, check, check. And De'Aaron Fox was a beast. Malik Monk was amazing. And the Kings get a big win on the home floor, 123 to 117 over the Denver Nuggets. They're now 11 and 7 after 18 games. De'Aaron Fox with 26 points. He had a career-high 16 assists and Ooh. just one. And I mean one. One turnover to go along with three steals. Malik Monk said, oh, wait, wait, Fox can drop 26. I'll drop 26 too. And then the Kings get a big win as they get ready for Monday. First ever in-season tournament knockout round game in Sacramento Kings and Pelicans. Bring it on. Bring it. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends who are at Northwest Exteriors and NorthwestExteriors.com. How you doing, Mo? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so glad. Yeah. Feeling good, a little shimmy. You got through that whole 
Hole open, no screw ups. Well done. Well, ball is playoff deuce is here. Playoff deuce is her. Morgan, I want to start with this. What? I did a video today that was played on the pregame show, I think. It was. Cool. Oh, wait. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It no. was out on social media for NBC Sports California. And, you know, I'm looking at the Kings and how they're playing. And the one thing that jumped out to me, and I heard you say it on pregame too, when the Kings look good this year, they look better than last year. They look like a legit team. But when they have looked bad, they look really bad. Really bad. And the biggest thing that jumped out to me in their losses was the pace. Just didn't feel like they played their game. And the numbers back it up. The Kings in wins coming into tonight, fifth in pace in the NBA. In losses, that drops to 22. Well, tonight, the pace was there. They played with pace. They knew they needed to run on Denver who's on the second night of a back-to-back shorthanded without Jamal Murray. They knew they had to push the pace and control the tempo, and they did that tonight. I loved how the Kings played in this game. It wasn't perfect. The defense had some great moments, had some moments in the fourth quarter, but they found a way to survive this even when Denver was making it a push. What was your favorite thing about tonight's game? I I just, I I loved, like you said, the fast-paced nature of this game. The Kings really sticking to more of what their identity is, but I thought they were super aggressive and physical um, on the defensive end. Obviously, not the entire game. Um, What, Jokic still had a triple-double, but... But but that's yeah. the thing. He's going to have a triple double. And I just love the way at times that Sabonis came out with a different type of intensity. I thought on him, even just staying vertical with him, uh disrupting his shot at times. You Throwing know, some double teams at him. Made his life a little Which, a little bit harder. And this is what's crazy about Jokic, is we say this. I, I walk away going. Well, the Kings did all right on Jokic. Yeah. Morgan, this is how great he is. I know. Sabonis called him the best player in the game. It's hard to deny it. He had 36 points, 14 assists, 13 rebounds, zero turnovers, oh by the God. way, on 13 of 23 shooting, 9 of 12. And how's that on the box score? Four flops? I, th- that's did f- you add that? Four flops tonight? Did you? Dude. Man, some of the calls he gets. Don't even get, let's no, no. not even. I, you know, I don't even want to go there because I don't want to take away from his performance. Yeah. Jokic was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's where you go, dude, this is when a player is just great. It's like, you can do everything possible, but because of his size and feel for the game, he's going to get his. I thought the Kings did a great job running the Nuggets off the three-point line, yes. contesting their shots. I mean, they didn't hit their first three until, was that the third quarter? It was like the third quarter. It was like they were 0 for 11, yeah. and may, or maybe it was even 0 for 12, and then they finally yeah. hit their first yes, three. Yes, you're right. They they, hurt, they hit their first three of this game at the 246 mark yep. of the third quarter. Christian Brown knocked one down. So the Kings did a good job at that, and then, of course, the Nuggets get back in the game because they hit like three threes in a row, which was insane. But they end up 6 of 25 from downtown, and I thought overall the defensive effort, although they didn't do it consistently sure, tonight, sure. there were more moments. I felt like the rotations were crisp. They were contesting shots. They were battling. I liked what I saw. You're not going to have a perfect defensive game against the defending champs. You're just not. I mean, a, a lot of their team and identity is the same. And sure, would this game be different with Jamal Murray? Most likely. But guess what? He wasn't playing he it's it was a second night of a back to back. Jokic was a little bit slower and I felt like the Kings were like, "Okay, well let's take advantage of these things." You know, cuz sometimes the mindset is when those things are 
second night of back-to-back, one of their best players is not, is out, whatever. It's like you can get casual about it. And I hate when you see that mentality. And I feel like the Kings, they went at it. They went at it with their pace. They went at it on defense. Denver's just amazing. Like, it, their, their run lately, you know, playing shorthanded, they had a nice win against the Clippers without Jokic, Gordon, and Murray. And then last night they beat Phoenix shorthanded. Tonight, a second I have a back-to-back, they battled Sacramento. They're tough, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you go, yeah, this is what championship team does. Like, they have guys that can contribute and step in. Reggie Jackson, who wasn't a huge factor for them last year, all of a sudden is becoming more of a factor dude. for them. I love KCP's defensive presence out there. Gordon has been, like, the perfect acquisition. And I think as Kings fans start thinking long-term here, it's like, Who's the Aaron Gordon for the Kings? Like, who who's that guy that can sure. help elevate the Kings to the next level? And then Porter obviously can be a threat, but he was pretty quiet in this game tonight. So, a lot about the Denver Nuggets first, but go ahead. A lot about the Denver Nuggets, and I want to go over one of the stats that you had texted me and pointed out to me. You're like, yes. at one point in the game, you're like, look at the turnovers by the Nuggets, but look at the points off turnovers. So, uh, Denver finished with 11 turnovers. Kings scored 20 points off those turnovers. I thought they were just doing a really good job of making sure to capitalize on Denver's mistakes. Get out and push. You got to do that on a good team. I mean, there was even one toward the end of the third quarter, I think that was, when De'Aaron got that steal and then the, the three. And hit the three. That was a big sequence because I felt like there was some contact with Sabonis. He falls to the ground. Yep. You had DeAndre Jordan with an outlet. Fox read it well. Like he was a Perfect. safety, picked it off, and then launched the three and buried it. Yeah. Just, I mean, and just beautiful. And think about like there was a time when we we're like, ooh, do you want De'Aaron shooting that shot? And the fact that he just felt so confident, so in rhythm after getting that steal, it was just perfect execution on moments like that uh, off of the Denver Nuggets turnovers. There's so much to talk about, but I thought the swing in this game was simple. You go to the first quarter. Jokic was dominating. He had 16 points in the first quarter. Yes. 16 points in yes. the first quarter. And, you know, watching it, you know, I get back from Stockton. I turn on, I go back and watch it. I'm like, man, there's just some tough plays. I mean, he scored on a switch with Fox. He uh-huh. just hits tough shots. He's just a bully. He can inside out. It doesn't matter. But the game switched when he went out of the game. Yes, it, it did. It was 26-19 in the first quarter when he left the game. And then he, he didn't return until the second quarter, obviously, and mm-hmm. I'm looking back at my notes to see when mm-hmm. he returned. They handled the non-Jokic minutes perfectly. So 26-19, I believe if this is accurate, it was 42-34 when he returned. So what a swing that was, where at the end of one, it's 30-25 to Denver. They lead by five, and then when Jokic comes back in the game, the Kings lead by eight. Huge credit tonight to that bench unit that came in and sparked things. I mean... I thought the lineup of Fox, Monk, Lyle, Sasha, and McGee was just mm-hmm. fun. And JaVale McGee, you know what? I've been down on this guy this year. I think he's been not pretty- e- No, you haven't been down on him this I've year. Been you've been down on him in games. I would not say this year. I think you've been very optimistic about what he can add when he has good nights. But when he doesn't have those good nights, it's like you can't rely on him. But a night like this, yes. Just to be clear, Morgan is telling me how I feel about <laughs> JaVale McGee this year. I, I just, thanks I just for letting me know. I no, didn't. no, because I just, I feel like you have been like in a good way, very positive about JaVale McGee, but then in some of these losses and then when Alex Lang. He hasn't been good lately. No. He hasn't been good no. lately. And I was like, man, just play small ball five at this point because it's been disappointing. But he came in tonight 
And this was the best JaVale McGee game he had. I mean, yeah. he comes in immediately. His first in, I think he had eight points, three rebounds, one of them offensive, three blocks. Dude. He had that amazing help block. I mean, I thought he was massive for the Sacramento Kings and, and gave them some much-needed life and energy. Perfect from the field, four for four. You know, and, and you talk about that life and the energy. It was big rebounds that he was grabbing. He finished with four rebounds in his 12 minutes. And then those three blocks that you are talking about, it's like those were swing plays. Those were big moments, big energy moments yeah. that he had in this game. And you're exactly right. He added that. And we got to talk to him after the game in our second interview. And it was, uh, it was funny because Kyle asked him something like, you know, about Monk and Fox and just like you guys got some dogs in those locker rooms like damn right we have some dogs in here and he was just like the way that they pump each other up and I feel like he is that energy guy at, at so many moments for this squad well he is great Lyle's gave him some good energy Sasha too and then you know Malik does his thing Malik Monk is mm. a guy mm -mm, mm -mm, this guy mm -mm. I, I I don't know we've talked about him so many times after night chat the consistency he has brought off the bench this year has been incredible. And I saw a stat tonight on the Kings broadcast talking about he's like top 10 in scoring and clutch time. Wow. This guy's. Wow. The, he's a legit six man of the year candidate. He's coming in and impacting things right away. He knocking down threes, getting yep. to the paint, setting up his teammates. Tonight he had 26 points off the bench, four assists. He had three rebounds. Uh, he was part of. The lineup, I think he played the entire fourth quarter. I'm, I'm going back and looking at my, my notes here. He came in at the 438 mark of the third quarter. I'm looking back. I think he came out for a few minutes. He came wow. out at he came out the 545 mark, returned at 409. He ends up playing 28 minutes because I think there is a law that if he plays over 30, he can't play the next game. Or Heaven forbid. Heaven but, forbid. Uh, what, what did you like about what Malik brought tonight? I mean, you can go with the obvious and go, oh, that energy, that spark plug, all those things. But it's what what is that? And what that is are his shot selections. Uh, I think when he takes the three. And not only when he takes the three, in big moments knocking down those three whether, threes, whether it's coming in, like you said, and knocking one down right when he gets in there or knocking one down when they need it most and he's just, you know, uh, a little bit past the three-point line. It seems like it would be too deep for some, but for Malik Monk, he is just in his groove. He is confident. And I think his confidence really is contagious, but it also gives the Kings one more guy to really rely on. They're not scared when he has the ball. Is it more contagious than that rash on your arm? Like, is, is this it is okay? not this is not contagious. Okay. I will I will be okay. I'm glad yeah. it's not popping off yeah. the screen. Yeah. yeah, see? So I don't get it. Morgan, I, one of my favorite Malik plays tonight. There's so many of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a monk guy. Uh, but Aye. it was near the end of this, the uh, second quarter. And God, man, I wish I didn't write it down well, mm. but I think it might have been Porter driving. Okay. And Monk and Sasha were right there. Monk did a great job in the recovery to swipe down. Sasha got the ball uh -huh. on the turnover, gave it to Monk, and Monk had a beautiful drop-off feed to JaVale McGee. Instant energy. And that bench coming in, providing that, and then closing the half well, I thought was huge for, for Sacramento. Um, they, they led at the half 64 to 50 
they outscored Denver 39 to 20 in the second quarter. It was amazing. Yeah. It re- I mean, it, again, in those non-Jokic minutes being like, okay, how can we make sure to attack, attack, stay aggressive? These are the minutes that we want to make sure that we are playing our best basketball. And why? Because when the best player in the game is not out here on the floor, we're able to do so much more on both ends of the floor. And I thought that they uh, really showed that tonight especially is i mean even defensively on this team i obviously the the denver nuggets were not shooting the ball well from deep and i said it at the half because they were 0 for 9 at that point and i was like look if they start knocking down these threes though it's going to it's it's going to feed into their confidence it's going to give them these little swing plays uh that they really need to feel more energy after a second night of, or, you know, after a game that they had last night. And I just thought the Kings just stuck with it. They were resilient. They stayed aggressive all throughout consistently. Even if, even if they were off on some of their moments when there was a backdoor cut or they weren't talking it up and no one was looking, I just thought that their effort was always there. Yeah. And even down the stretch, Denver makes a run because the Kings had a nice lead. They were up 13 points halfway through the, the, the fourth quarter and you're like, oh, can you close it out? But of course Denver doesn't go away. Kingsburg got a little sloppy. Denver hits a few three balls in a row, including Gordon capping it off, hitting a three in the corner to make it 108-103. So it goes from 13 points at six minutes to go at the 425 mark. It's down to five. Brutal. Uh so it ends up being 108-105 with 409 to go. The thing I got worried about is when uh Sabonis was guarding Jokic at one point, and Sabonis had his hand on him a little bit. Oh on the no, jumper. no, and it was like it was more on the the chest yeah, and stomach yeah, yeah. area. Yes, and then Jokic just fell down, fell down, and they gave it to him. And I'm just like, well, <sighs> the thing that was that's so annoying about that is that if that's in the post up, that hand is is it's deemed legal far too many times for certain players. Mm. And that's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if I've seen Draymond do it multiple times, I'm like, Hey, you know what? Longer leash. He's that's fine. He's, he shows that he's going to be aggressive and you see that with certain players being aggressive, but then seeing Jokic get that call, it was like, mm, these refs, they, they want, they wanted to make sure that they were protecting him in that, in those moments, in those moments. But um, yeah, it was tough to see, but, Besides that, it wasn't awful. We haven't even talked about De'Aaron Fox yet. Before we get to him, uh, we are officially 30 subscribers away from 14,000. I think we can get there tonight. Make it 29. I'd love to get to 14,000 live on Night Jet. So if you're not subscribed, hit this thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate the support. All it does is help our channel grow so more basketball fans around the world, Kings fans too, get our content. Hey, thanks, guys. Let's talk about De'Aaron Fox. This guy. De'Aaron's had some great games. This year has taken over games, scoring a ton. He's coming off a 40 point game in Mm. his last game. He's been amazing, right? Mm -hmm. I think tonight was his best game. Ooh, why? 26 points setting up his teammates. He had 16 assists. That's a career high. Mm -hmm. One turnover, three steals. The guy was so competitive out there. He was doing everything he could defensively. That's it. He's battling. He's setting up his teammates, not turning the ball over. He was clearly frustrated because he felt like he was getting fouled and not getting some calls. And to be fair, it's a pretty tough look where you get to like the final two minutes of the fourth quarter and Fox 
has not been to the free throw line. That that to me is crazy. He only got to the free throw line because they were fouling him in the backcourt right. as the clock as the game clock was winding down. Fox was in total control tonight. This was his best all around uh-huh. game. He got everybody involved. What I loved about tonight is he was attacking the paint again. He was relentless. He had one where he got deep in the paint. I'm like, there's a whole bunch of guys around you. And somehow he fires a pass back to Monk, who buries a three, Mm -hmm. a deep three. I don't know how you saw that. I don't even know how you got there with that pass. And he was able to do it. You know, the last couple of games, I I talked to you this. I don't know. I said on the podcast for the Clippers loss, I, I felt like there was too much settling by the Kings. You know, like just taking... I needed him to take command. There was one play I saw in the Clippers game where Davion Mitchell missed back-to-back threes. He, he yes. took a three, the offensive rebound, went to Fox. Fox just passed it to him, another three. And I went, we got to get better shots. Like, and you you can talk about Davion missing the three. Mm-hmm. Fox, you're the guy. Yep. You're the leader. You're the point guard. I need you to put pressure on these de- these defenses. I need ball reversal. I need the defense scrambling a little bit so you get better looks. He did all that tonight. He was fantastic. And the one other point I want to make about Fox, I felt like his, his game had more balance. Coming into this game, I paid attention to something. What? He was averaging eight and a half three-point attempts per game this year. Okay. Last year, that number was five. Oh, my Felt like he was settling for threes too much. I felt like he wasn't getting the best looks from you three. Didn't feel like I mean he was in some of these games, like sure. especially after the injury. And I was curious if maybe that had something to do with it. At, at times, like oh, why isn't he being as explosive and going? And I felt like tonight it wasn't even about doing it in transition or it being part of the early offense. It was he used a different type of ball handling skill set tonight and that was being able to use that push dribble and crossovers to split defenders get between them but then also grab the ball as it's going between them and and getting his body through and being able to make the second line of defense have to commit to him so then if they were going to commit to him, okay, well, he's either going to shoot a little midi in the paint. Okay, they're going to commit to him too hard. There's still enough, enough space where he can take it to the rack. It was like he was seeing the game at his speed, at his own pace. And when he does that, it becomes literally, literally unstoppable. And then you look at the 16 assists, just like you were saying really quick. It's like at moments when he was doing that and he felt the defense or the second line of defense really uh, give him more resistance and take something away from him, he goes, cool. Well, now everyone's focused on me. I have him open. I have him open. I have him open behind me and I'm not even looking at him. And that is where he was just incredible, including the entire team. And they weren't taking the first shot. They were truly taking the best shot tonight. Completely agreed. Fox, we mentioned the 16 assists. In one turnover. The one other thing I want to emphasize real fast. Yeah. Playing through perceived missed calls. It gets in your head sometimes. And maybe you start looking at the official too much. I think Fox, for the most part this year, has done a great job of playing through it. In fact, I feel like it makes him angry. And he plays harder. Yeah. I just see him get in the guys more defensively. He gets mad. He's like, fine, I'm locking up. I'm uh-huh. gonna, I'm, And he's still going to talk to the refs. I have no problem with that. But he's playing through it. And that that's a skill. You know, that it's tough. It is. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because we've seen other games. I mean, what game was it? I think it was the Golden State game when uh, Mike Brown in the post game was talking about how Malik Monk said, you know, shut up, stop 
talking about the refs, stop worrying about them. Like, get your head in the game. And Mike Brown's like, wait, are we mad that Malik just yelled at us about the refs? And it's so true. Because it is, it is so easy in this world to blame others and allow that venting to be this release. But when you have it all pent up, how can you channel that energy somewhere else? And you're exactly right, Deuce, where De'Aaron Fox is starting to channel it and channeled it at least tonight was into his game being like, F everyone, I'm going to the rack. 26 points, 10 of 22 shooting, 3 of 6 from downtown for him. The other note I want to mention, one of my favorite stats of the game. Yeah, we mentioned the assist-to-turnover ratio for Fox being 16 to 1. How about the team with 33 assists and 11 turnovers? They had 33 assists on 48 made shots. Let's go. Fantastic. Let's go. Uh, any guesses, Morgan, who you think... The rock and soul player of the game is tonight. Well, with the way that we're talking about De'Aaron Fox, I'm going to go Fox. Or, or I'm going to go Splitsies, Fox, and Monk, even okay. though I, I can't wait till we get to Sabonis. Well, who, make your pick. You just guessed eight people. It can't. Well, you've made it like eight people at some point. So <laughs> What do you think I picked? I what, think what, you went you with think? the triple whammy. Triple whammy? <laughs> All right, let's see who the rock and soul player of the game is. Oh, you went with, you still went with him. Why did you go with this photo? Because I love that photo. De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk oh, from their Kentucky gosh. days, and now they're doing it in Sacramento for the Kings. De'Aaron Fox, 26 points, 16 assists, one turnover. It's like eighth time I think I've mentioned that in the podcast. And Malik Monk with 26 points, four assists, three rebounds. I left off his two steals. Our rock and soul player of the game. Uh, you guys have to go to Rock and Soul Diner in Sacramento. Mm. One. <laughs> They partnered with Deuce and Mo. Duh. The, the. Two, they're six blocks away from Golden One Center. You go there before a game, get some amazing food. They're at 10th and S in Sacramento. I just had one of my friends, Caleb, uh, take his girlfriend there for her birthday brunch, birthday breakfast. He's like, you serious? Breakfast is served all day. And I'm like, yes, I am serious all day, every day. It's not a joke. So make sure you check them out. Yeah, 10th and S in Sacramento, Rock and Soul. You want breakfast all day? It's a place to go. They have lunch, dinner, drinks too. Oh, yeah. I'm not all just, of it. I'm talking about like alcoholic beverages, yeah. not just like obviously yeah. they have drinks. Lemonade, yeah, coffee, root beer, and cocktails. <laughs> anyway. What if they didn't have root beer and we just said that? Oh, God. That'd be weird. Oh, no. All right, Morgan. I mentioned Fox and Monk. You said Sabonis. What jumped out to you tonight about Demonis Sabonis' game? He finished tonight 17 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists on 7 of 18 shooting. Thank you for asking. Um, I would say, truly, the way that he came out and started this game. You can talk about the offensive end. I was very curious how aggressive he was going to be. He was taking shots. He was getting shots up. And I'm going to get to one offensive shot, or one shot that I really enjoyed um, from him tonight in just a second. But really quick, I want to go over to his, uh, his defense. His verticality was so apparent and obvious. He was like, I'm going to try my best to make sure that these refs have no excuses, no reason to say, hey, that's a foul. And the two fouls that they did call, or two of the fouls that they did call, was the three-point line when he stepped a little bit too under Jokic, however you want to put that, even though the Borderline same... Borderline to me. Right. The same thing happened on the other end, and Michael Malone challenged it for the Malik Monk three, and then it was successful. So it was that foul, and then the other foul that we talked about early on in the podcast with his hand resting on Jokic's stomach. And 
I just look at the way that Sabonis was so engaged and made sure to really pay attention to those details and said, I'm going to be out here for my team. I am not going to get in foul trouble. And he played with his chest for the most part. He played with verticality for the most part. And I just thought he did a great job of trying to really take away his vision. I know the doubles were thrown at at Jokic as well, and that also helped disrupt things. But truly, I felt like when Jokic had Sabonis on him, he fi- it was finally like a little bit of a slowdown at times. And then when someone else would come on him, he's like, uh, turn around baseline jumper. So we keep talking about Sabonis against these great bigs in the league, and I'm not acting like he stopped Jokic at all. I am just saying that he did. You can't stop Jokic. He Let's did just note pretty that. You damn can't. good tonight on defense against uh, Nikola Jokic. There's not a player on the planet who could stop Jokic. Nope. So, and he's seen everything. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I thought, I was a little concerned earlier with Sabonis because he missed some stuff around the rim where I'm like, dude, you're in a funk right now. He came in tonight struggling the last few games. Yeah. And another guy where I was looking at his numbers and Kings wins versus losses in wins, 21 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists per game. Yes. In losses, drops to 15 points. Ooh. The rebounds at 11 and, and six assists, so still good there. But the scoring was down significantly. Significantly, I thought tonight he fought through those early struggles where he's just missed. It's like, no, you got to keep playing. Like, don't be tentative because he wasn't missing necessarily because there was some amazing de- defense. He, he missed some good looks, and there was a couple nice defensive plays. Whatever, you got to keep playing. He started two of seven. Mm-hmm. He ended up five of eleven in the second half. Yeah, so he, he he definitely responded. And actually, in the in the second half, he had a double double: ten points, eleven rebounds, four assists in just the second half. You're right. I just thought he was active. He he was battling for rebounds. Jokic is one thing too, but when sure. he's trying to get rebounds underneath, I felt like that's where the Kings needed to help him out more tonight, dude. Like. He's got to deal with Gordon, too. Yeah. Aaron Gordon is a freak athlete. He's strong. He's physical. There's a lot of length on this Nuggets front line. And really quick, too, when you just mentioned that Sabonis started two of seven, I appreciated that he was being aggressive. Yes. And that, that, that was the thing about it. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't care right now he'll get it together and he did end up getting it together and on top of that the one shot that I just really quick wanted to talk about it was this uh in the paint turn around on Jokic uh yep turn around fadeaway jumper it's a fadeaway jumper and the reason why I mention it because yesterday at practice he was doing that Mm. at the end of practice for like an hour after practice he was doing it for so long and we had to wait for media availability from him and now I don't give two shits I had to wait because it ended up being a perfect shot for him tonight. I think he pulled it off once or twice, but um, yeah, I just, I love that he knew he had to adjust his game to the long arms that were going to be in there. Yeah, and I think sometimes he wants to go bully ball against some of these bigger dudes, and it's hard. I personally think, and this is, I have no evidence to back this up, okay? Purely, this is just some evidence. This night, there's no real evidence. I'm going by truly my eyes. Okay. You can push back. You guys in the chat can push back. Oh. I feel like he's a little smaller than last year. I don't feel like he's, I feel like he's, I don't know if he's lighter or he's just got a little more lean muscle out there. He's still strong. He still can play physical. Sure. Maybe that's hurt him a little bit when he's trying to get physical inside the paint. I think it's helped him defensively, though. I think he's moving better defensively. Interesting. I think in and pick and roll coverage. his strength is still there, though. His strength is still there, but he just doesn't seem as strong to me. And, and again, look. The guy's put a monster number still. I'm not even hating on it. I just feel like, well, maybe like there's, and he struggled at, at times against bigger dudes anyway, but yeah. 
um, maybe struggling a little more because of that. Just a theory. I, I think I, I there's just a part of me that I'm like, he's so strong. Like, he's strong. I feel the same way about Trey Lyles. I'm like, those guys are just strong. There's people out there who have the big old muscles, and it's like they couldn't, they can't even bench press. 150. I don't, I don't know what people bench press these days. 150 pounds. Well, you get in the gym with me, you'll learn about bench press. But, like, okay, and, like, honestly, Deuce, you're, I'm just going to be honest, you're not, like, this yoked guy, but you are But you do have a lot of strength. And I know that. I know that because of ESAC Fitness. Do you want to see yoked? See yoked? Okay. We're all grossed out right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> I won't take off my shirt. Uh, and, and everyone knew you weren't going to do it. You won't. Um... But my, I guess my point is, I see what you're saying. I just, I, I personally, I'm not gonna look too much into that with, with that him in that position because I think you're exactly right. I think he's moving better, and it's like, shit. Like he might not be your ultimate big big. He can't do everything. He's not gonna just all of a sudden grow in size and become the Hulk. Like that's not going to happen. So he is what he is, and he can keep getting better and better at what he is. You have any more on Sabonis? I had a Fox Monk note I forgot to get to. Oh, I want to mention. please. Because we'll I, was t- I was talking about Sabonis' second half numbers. Fox and Monk in the fourth quarter combined for 21. Monk. Fox had 10 points, five assists in the fourth. Monk had 11 points. Mm. Pretty impressive stuff. I have some more numbers I want to throw your way. I'm throwing a lot of numbers today. I, I, I did like I, an, Thank you, because I did not throw enough numbers on post game. so please. Uh, keep the numbers to deuce. Um, pace. Pace is a big one. I talked about, hey, I want to see faster pace. The Kings' pace tonight was 107. You're going, okay, so where does that rank in the NBA? Well, if that was for a season, that would be first by a mile. The Pacers lead the league in pace at 104. Kings tonight in this game, 107. Their defensive rating was 109. That mark would put them, for the whole season, top five in the NBA. And their offense rating was 115. That would be just outside the top 10. So they pushed the pace. They played pretty well tonight. I liked how it wasn't perfect. There were some breakdowns, but some good shit yeah. from the Kings. Yeah. No, some really good stuff from the Sacramento Kings. And um, that's the type of... I, no, I, I'm not going to lie to you. There was, there was a moment in the beginning of the fourth that I was like, ah, here, wow. com- here comes the Denver Nuggets, and this is what we're going to see. And the fact that I felt that, I need to make sure I talk about it and have this perspective, is that, yeah, this Kings team is trying to do what they did last year, and they stick to it. And I know we haven't seen that at times in some of these losses, and that's why I've kind of lost sight of that. Like, who are they? What are they? And tonight was one of those games where it was just a great bounce back, and on top of that, you made sure to keep going all the way through the end. It wasn't an ugly win. The non-Jokic minutes that we saw in the first half were great, and I think that was one difference uh, tonight in the second half. Jokic went out of the game. It was 88-78 when he went out. The Kings were up 10. Okay. When he came back, it was 95-87. So they they made up some ground, you know, when he came back. And then, of course, the Kings got a little sloppy. Mm. So- <coughs> Sorry. I choked up thinking oh my, about it's it. It's probably because your voice is like yeah. almost gone. Um, and going, then hit bud. some threes. But, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff to clean up. But I, I still like how they responded. The Kings were like, fine, we're not going to let you deflate us with a three. We're going to keep pushing. Fox had some nice attacks. Monk had that deep-ass three late to put him oh, up 117-110. Herter had a big three. There's so much more we have to talk about from this game, including Keegan Murray's return to the lineup tonight for the Kings. I thought Kevin Herter had some nice moments. Even HB had some nice moments. Yes. It's a great team win. 
This was without Davion Mitchell, too. We saw a little bit of Keon Ellis, but in the second half, the backup point guard was Malik Monk. We did not see Keon Ellis in the second half. We also did not see Chris Duarte or Kessler Edwards tonight. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... we're we're seeing this with Mike Brown's rotations yeah. when guys are healthy and back in it. You're going to see some different things. Okay. We need to give some love to the people who support us. Duh, you guys. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. Thank you so much. I can't believe it's a Friday night. We have so many people here hanging out with us. You guys are the absolute best. best. Thank you so much. We're also presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. If you got a house, you're like, dude, my windows suck. I got these like single pane windows. It's cold in my house. It's winter time. I don't know what to do, but you, you need new windows. Yeah. And there's no better place to go than Northwest Exterior. Yeah, my family is now becoming like a Northwest family. And they're like, oh my gosh, we're going to get a quote on this. We're going to get a quote on this. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point of Northwest. Make sure if you guys have any questions or if you're just like, do I need to get new windows? Do I need to maybe change out this or this? Just get a quote. Reach out to Northwest because I'm telling you, they're not all salesy and weird. They're going to tell you exactly what could benefit you. And they're Kings fans. And they're Kings fans. So make sure you reach out to Northwest Exteriors. You know why? Because they're simply the best. Trust Northwest. Also, Morgan, I didn't even tell you this. Deuce Mason was feeling, um, I don't know, a little nice tonight after a Kings win. And I felt like, you know what? It's the holidays. Okay. We did a Black Friday sale at DeuceandMo.com. <gasps> if you click on merch. Well, guess what? I'm doing another sale. Yes! If you use promo code HOLIDAY, Aww. promo code HOLIDAY, you get 20% off wow. all of our merch. We're extending this one wow. out. We got a great response. The last time we did it, you can go there, get our shut up and light the beam. Look at this shirt. Tell me, this shirt is not amazing. And really quick, too, Deuce and I were discussing with everything coming up on the holidays, we want to make sure that people have options that are fun, that are intimate and cute. And so um, make sure right now that you order if you are looking for these types of gifts, not only because there's 20% off discount, but because of how everything ships around the holidays. So if you're looking for those extra gifts, make sure to go to deucemode.com slash merch and by the way i just showed the earth tone hoodie the other day to somebody and it like it has sold like three different times and now i need it in every color yes. brown beige green so click Thank on you. uh go to do and click on merch actually not slash merch click on merch and you can see all of our merch i just dropped a link in the youtube chat as well so we appreciate your support there. Also, shout out to New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T.R. Reagan. Yes, you're going, T.R. Reagan? I recognize that last name. Yeah, it's Morgan's mom. She's a New York Times bestselling author, and she writes amazing thrillers based in Sacramento. Holidays, you need a gift? Support a local author Dude. who's made it big. Self-published. Her books are sick. They're dark. They're sick. twisted. And you're going to have a tough time putting them down. Well, and they're all based in Sacramento. I said that. <laughs> I just said that. Well, I just said okay. that. Well, they're all based in Sacramento. And seriously, I just started reading all my mom's books 15 years later. Please don't hate me. Please don't hate me. Millions of people have already read her books. And they're so damn good. So like Deuce said, if you're looking for a gift, make sure to go to Amazon.com or TRReagan.com. Okay, back to the podcast. Morgan oh. Reagan. I put a poll question out for all the people watching us live yeah i said does this win make you feel all better the options yes great team win oh. no no denver doesn't have murray oh. and a little bit how do you feel tonight does this one make you feel all better um uh, when you put all but be- it makes me feel better okay so i'm gonna say yes it makes me feel better but that unfortunately is not an option 
Well, yes, great team win. Seventy-seven <laughs> percent of people saying, "Yeah, it's a great team win." A fifteen percent say a little bit, and only eight percent of the people voting say, "No, Denver didn't have Murray." Mm. I mean, even without Murray, you still have the best player in the world out there right now with Jokic, and I'm just like, "Hey, you can find a way to slow him down as he gets a triple double. It's still a good team win." Um. Keegan Murray returns action tonight after missing, what, four games. He was back in the starting lineup. No minute restriction for him, according to Mike Brown. Before the game, he played 23 minutes. He had eight points, five rebounds, three of 10 shooting, two of five from three. Uh, What did you see with Keegan Murray? Slow start. And when I say slow start, it just, I mean, he... He's just coming back from injury, right? So I was like, okay, are we not going to see a lot of him? There was no minute restriction. But I was like, if he has a slow start, we've seen it from Mike Brown before. It's just, it. he he wants to win the game. He wants, and you look at how he finished with 24 minutes, the eight points, like you mentioned, the five rebounds. I felt like he did a good job of really finding his groove. He ended up two for five from beyond the arc. And I, the two threes that he did hit were big threes. I felt like, I felt like that with a lot of the threes tonight, they were just, um, daggers, you know, just one more three to make sure to, to keep that space. So the nuggets weren't going to get back in there. Just the perfect timing, efficient shots, um, or efficient shot selection from this entire team. But yeah, it was great having Keegan Murray back. Keegan, I thought had some nice moments in the third quarter where they, he got a quick eight points. They ran a dribble handoff with him and Sabonis, which was great. Knocked down a three. I think it was his first three of the night, his first made shot of the night. Then he had that amazing, I mean, showing off his handles a little mm-hmm. bit on Aaron Gordon, created space with a little step back three in his oh. face. Uh. And then he got a little sloppy. You know, I think there were just some some miscues he had. And I think Mike was like, look, I'm trying to get this win tonight. Sorry, Keegan. That's you're not, it. You're not playing. Um, I'm trying to look back on my notes to see when he came out of this game. Uh, he Mike Brown pulled him at the 409 mark. He ended up putting Malik Monk back in. So they went Fox, Monk, Herter, HB, and Sabonis down the stretch. But, you know, I, I still think Keegan did some nice things out there defensively, which is going to be huge. And, um, offensively, he's still, you know, still struggling uh, to be honest, knocking down a shot. He ends, like I said, he ended up three of 10. Um, but I think he'll be fine. It, it will that, that, and, and it just being his first game back. I, cause I was curious about this. I wanted to ask Mike Bibby that this, but there just wasn't a lot of time. And it's like, you know, you see with some players, their bounce back performance after an injury, it's like, Ooh, they were excited. They had it built up. They were ready to go. And then with others, it's like, oh, they need they need a few games. And I feel like for him, it's like he had some nice moments like we've talked about tonight. And it's all about having a big game against the Pelicans on Monday. Someone hit me up on Twitter, I think yesterday, and was saying, hey, can you and Morgan give Kevin Herter a little more love? And I'm Aww. like, well, I feel like we have. But... I even thought tonight Kevin was really good. 16 points. He had six rebounds, two assists. He played 30 minutes. You know, he, by the way, six to 10 shooting four, six from three. Yeah. I think Kevin is on a really good run right now. And yeah, we can talk about the shooting. I think since those early season struggles, Thank you. 
Yes. The guy's been pretty locked in, like defensively. Yep. He's been rebounding well. Yep. I don't, I don't even know what he's averaging on the season rebounding. I'm gonna look now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm intrigued, but uh, it's got to be up near a career high for him in rebounding. And as you look at that too, like he's been killed on a few back doors, but so have other guys too. You know, and I think I think besides that, those little moments. He has been locked in defensively. He has been more engaged in understanding of like, okay, well, if I get these deflections and if I'm talking it up, I'm going to have a role um, on this court at all times. What was it? He's averaging on the season. Well, this isn't update. I think he's right around five rebounds a game, which would, you know, last year he was averaging three. Wow. So crashing the boards, being more aggressive. And it's, and you're exactly right. It has been more noticeable. It's like, it, it's, it's about doing the little things, and I feel like he is focused on doing those little things besides just being like, all right, what can I accomplish on the offensive end? Um, obviously, when we saw those threes not being knocked down, and now they're starting to fall more, but he's also doing so much more on the offensive end, and he's coming off DHOs like just so perfectly off of Sabonis's shoulder uh, where it just it just creates the perfect amount of space for him to get the best shot that he needs. He'll hit the midi too. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's been really good. Yeah. They got to get Keegan out of the shooting funk. Hopefully, he can get He'll that going. Like you said, Monday against the Pelicans. We got to talk about that game for sure. The other thing I wanted to mention, you know, we went to practice yesterday, and a big topic was the offense. You know, because the offense at times this year, when it's looked great, it's looked great, and when it's been bad, it's been bad. Kind of like the Kings and losses, yeah. right? And Sabonis had been was talking too about this, and he was just saying, you know, we're we're doing different things still. Like the last five six games, we've been so focused on finding mismatches, yeah, mismatches because that's something in the playoffs that we're going to have to do a better job of. Right? It's not just about teams are going to take us out of our offense and doing what we want to do. So we need to attack some of the mismatches that we're going to see out there come playoff time and. He said, because of that, it's like the pace has slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're thinking too much. We're, it, but he also made a point of like, but we have to do this. We have to go through yeah. these things. And Mike Brown had, I should almost find the video of it. I don't know. It might be too hard. But Of him breaking it down. Of Well, he was talking about what he wants to see. But the other thing he was talking about, I was talking about the challenges of like, you know, the, dealing with the frustration when the offense isn't going well and your, your team's thinking, can we just go back to the old shit? Can we just run that? And he was like, we won 48 games last year. Oh, yes. We got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. It was okay. But I'm not here to get to the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn. He just dropped last year was okay. Like, it wasn't it wasn't good enough. And it's great. And, but, like, what I love is it's not a fake mindset. It's truly, it's not... Um words and sentences that just hey this coach really is a competitor really wants to win he truly believes that and he truly and that is the correct thought process of what they accomplished last year and we as fans and people that cover it that, that saw the leap we are allowed to feel all these feelings that we feel as well but i love that that is his mentality and that he knows like yeah, yeah like we could continue at that same pace and be a good team and be a first round playoff team and just do what we did last year. Oh no, we're trying to do more, which means there's going to be more adjustments, which means there's going to be more mistakes and people are going to screw up a little bit more, but you might as well do it now than later on in the season. Well, here they are at 11 and seven after 18 games. Do you feel good about that? Mark, where were they last year at this point? 
I don't know, but I, I mean, do. I I do feel good. I do feel good. I need to see if the Kings are going to lose another game. If they're going to lose, the, when the Kings lose another game, yeah. I just I need to see what type of loss it is. I'm very curious. So last year the Kings did not get their 11th win until November 30th against the Pacers. They were 11 and nine. So. They're actually ahead I of mean, the pace from yeah. last year now, huh? Yeah. You They're can, actually ahead of it. You can look at it however you want to look at it. I just... After 18 games last year, Morgan, they were 10 and 8. I, it's great. It's great. No, you guys, like, I'm very optimistic. I'm just... Some of the losses that I saw this yeah. season, like, the style of basketball is atrocious, and you can't have your best player dropping 40 while everyone else is just yes. like not doing enough like that alone should be enough power enough magic to make you feel to make you go um yeah i just we'll we'll see i'm still in that we'll see stage with them i where last year in their first four losses of the season i was like whoa this team's good i was saying that after going oh and four and everyone's like you're crazy no it was the way they were losing was so different yeah, and also expectations are just higher now. That's and just, that too. And so, yeah, my mind has changed. Next up, Morgan Reagan. <laughs> Ugh, don't say it. Monday. The NBA in-season tournament, tournament, the knockout round. You win, you go to Las Vegas to play either the Suns or Lakers. Yeah. If you lose, you're off until Friday when you hit the road to play in either L.A. or or Phoenix. Mm -hmm. The goal, obviously, is to get to Vegas, get to the semifinals, and win an NBA Cup. If they win, a couple of things that we all want to root for. If they win Monday, we get to go to Vegas for it. That, that people should want that. Oh, like, yeah. Just for us. Oh, me and you. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. get to go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, do, uh, yeah, Ducemo would get to go to Vegas if they win. So, if you want that, <laughs> root it on. So, anyway, Monday, <laughs> Kings and Pelicans... It's going to be really interesting. Um, yes. First of all, the game's at Golden 1 Center. NBA in-season tournament game. You win, you advance. The game's going to be on NBC Sports California. I just want to make that sure you guys know all Thank that, you. too. Because uh, you can watch it nationally on TNT. Absolutely. Cool. But 6.30 pregame, you're going to be on it. I will be. You'll probably you'll have um, a hit as well. Sure, but you're on it with who? Uh, I'm not positive. Okay. But I'll be... I think I'm an analyst. Yeah, night. I think you are, too. So... That game's going to be on NBC Sports California, so you can watch it there. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip for that game. The Pelicans own the Kings in the first two games, and the Pelicans oh. have some players back now. Um, they got Trey Murphy back, and he came back in his first game, I believe, last night. and was really, really good. just want to double-check. the Spurs or Chicago? That it was the Spurs, and then tonight, the Pelicans actually lost on the road. They lost 124 to 118 to the Bulls. Oh. So a tough loss for them. Uh, Brandon Ingram, Zion had big games. I'm looking to see if they play. It was a back-to-back, so they did not play Trey Murphy or C.J. McCollum tonight. I imagine both those guys will be back in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, those first those first games we saw against the Pelicans in New Orleans were awful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's a really bad matchup for Sacramento. It doesn't mean they can't win the game, but they had zero answer for Zion. Yeah, 
Keegan Murray wasn't a factor because he ended up leaving in that first game. So they had no one that they felt comfortable throwing at Brandon Ingram. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, Trey Lyles being back should help. But he was back the second game. He's back one of those games. I remember him being back. Because um, I remember him hitting some threes. And yeah, it was like, the second oh game. I believe. Yeah, okay. It was the second game where they made a little run at the end, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so it, yeah. it was a better game. But where it wasn't better, on the defensive end, it was shit. It was pure shit. It was awful. It was ugly to watch. It, I go, okay, we just talked about it tonight. How do you stop Jokic? You don't. You slow him down, right? And and he still got a triple-double, but it's you slow him down. It slows down the flow, the rhythm for the entire team, the identity of the team. Um, and you play your game. The Kings weren't doing anything like that with Zion. And I think if they really make sure to not give him those easy line drives to the rim and uh, slow his game down to another level, then sure, they have to worry about B.I. They have to worry about other guys. But I think it's it starts with Zion. <laughs> it does start with I, Zion. I think the biggest thing was for Zion, with Zion is you got to make him work. Yeah. And I, I'm eager to see how the Kings make him work defensively. Yeah. You know, get this guy in some tough situations. You know, they run a lot of horns action now. Hi, they did that tonight a, a bit to get De'Aaron Fox going downhill. I want to pull De'Aaron, I want to pull Zion, Zion away from the basket yeah. and see what he can do. You know, and you bring it up really high. I mean, you, you don't have to. No, do it at the half court line. That's where you do it. Horns at half court, boom, double screen. De'Aaron chooses, he goes, he has an open floor, he goes downhill, we good. Like And move the ball around. But the problem is, to their credit, what they did so, such a good job of last game is they picked Fox up full court. Dyson Daniels is long, he yep. gave Fox problems. Yes. Herb Jones is long, he'll give De'Aaron Fox problems. Yeah. And De'Aaron Fox had to work for everything in that game. And then, of course, Zion was getting downhill, getting to his left every time. They better be locked in with the game plan on Zion. I think the reality that we have to get to with him, too, is it's similar to Jokic, where you can do a lot of things right, and he can still get his. The problem is in those games, he got his easy. Easy. He went downhill, went left. He He's so good at like weaving in and out and getting back left, but when he gets in the post and he's trying to go on a mismatch, and he's acting like he's going to go right. He's coming back left. No He's pushback. not going right. Yeah. So No th- altering. Not enough altering. And guys have to be physical with him. Uh-huh. I felt like they were not bumping him. You know, Harrison Barnes at times was trying to defend him, and I'm like, get into the guy. Draw a charge. We and I know it's easier this? said than yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. No, but you, this is, this is the NBA. I need you to put your body on the line sometimes and take a blow because you got to get this guy in foul trouble. That's- you got to make this guy work. He takes a shot from you. All of a sudden, he's falling down. He's getting exhausted. That's, it's about getting him physically it's and mentally exhausted. It's what Trey exhausted. Lyles did, though, as soon as he came in the game. He was sacrificing his body. Like, guys are willing to do that, Deuce. And here's the other thing. Zion's going to also be a protected star in this league, and he's going to get certain looks, certain calls. All those things are going to happen. Yeah, 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 whatever. So, like, even that factoring in, you right there, you have to change your mindset. You have to have the same uh, mentality that De'Aaron Fox had tonight and just didn't give two shits if he was going to get a call or not, didn't get to the free throw line barely at all, and have that same energy going into this game against the Pelicans and defending Zion. And if someone does get in foul trouble uh, early on, if it's a bonus, if it's Harrison Barnes, whoever, like, snap out of it. Like, figure out the next game plan. Easier said than done, especially with a big body. Uh, like Zion's, but 
but yeah, just a tough matchup. And for the Pelicans, I mean, they, they just played a back-to-back. They got to fly here from Chicago. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of travel for them a little it bit, is. too. So, like, take advantage of the fact that you're at home. You get to chill until Monday. Well, they're, they lost tonight. I'm assuming they're flying out tonight, but maybe they're flying out in the morning. Either way, like it's it's annoying. Yeah. So you have the advantage. You do. You just I, have the travel advantage. Yeah. The small the small advantages. Like how can you um, take advantage of those? Right. And make sure like it's it's going to be all the little things. Like um, we saw even how they barely beat the Warriors in that uh, game. Whatever was that last week? Now what day is You're it? Talking about the Kings Warriors. Yeah. Kings Warriors. Yeah. Okay. Earlier this week. Yes. So earlier this week. And it's like, that was one of those teams that, okay, it was tough mentally. It was tough physically. Like they couldn't find a way to get the win. It was an ugly win, but they found a way to get the win. I have a feeling it's going to kind of come down to that with these two. You know, the Warriors lost another 20 point lead today against the Clippers. <laughs> Draymond get Green launching threes. Draymond hit four threes. You know who took the final shot today who at the took end? took the final shot at the end? Draymond Green. Did you see his little tackle? I know. He, don't don't even feel, talk you know, about I'll it. I'll give him credit. He's shot the ball well from three this year. Yeah. But yes. Dude, the Warriors, two losses in their last three games when they've led by 20 or more. That is brutal. It's brutal. That sucks. Um, four rings, four rings. I have a question also for the chat, and we we need to get to some people in the what? chat too. What do you guys think the atmosphere is going to be like at Golden One Center on Monday night? Like, do you think you know it's it's? I the think first it's going to be playoff energy. You do? When I say play, not game one playoff energy, I'm talking like. Yeah. Just, just a different. You think it's going level. to? Yeah, I'm curious. I'm I not do. sure. I'm not sure what it's going to feel. People like. were excited about buying those tickets, about getting in there on Monday. Really? Yeah. I mean, my brother. <laughs> Anyone else? I'm excited. No, I've. I mean, I've seen some people pretty excited about it being the quarterfinals of the IST, and it's like, dude, if you do get your team to go to Vegas, it's just, it's just that little extra. So you think it's going to be like that? crazy you think it's gonna feel like a little bit of a playoff game why wouldn't the kings do like a towel or something i'm sure they will and that's my point that alone Mm, tnt game you know the the ist tnt game um balloons are gonna be everywhere i know that (laughs) oh if i walk into an arena and i see balloons there's just something that it really gets me going it's, so, it's been let's so make some noise there are balloons i've loved the stupid balloon uh things that they've added to the ist games and yeah i i don't know i don't know they're like balloon structures they're like a whole bunch of gold and blue balloons either way i do believe it's going to be a different energy and i would be i'd be pretty shocked if it if it wasn't i mean even just having zion in the building like i think people get excited you know yeah i think it's gonna be fun i think the kings are gonna play well I was I was shocked tonight. I I felt like there wasn't a whole bunch of media there tonight to cover the defending champs, the Denver Nuggets, where like, oh, I mean, I guess you weren't actually at, there at that part, but it's like, I just didn't see a lot of people filling in these seats, even for media. And I'm like, wait, these are the defending champs are like people not getting up for these games where I feel like it will be packed for Monday. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt about that. I really want to see 
the Kings win. It's it, yes, the in season tournament part is cool. I want them to go to Vegas and be a part of it. I mean, you're in the tournament, of course. I want them to w- go win now. Yeah, but I think I. I I want to see how they they show up against the Pelicans because of how those first two games went down against them. You know what were the finals? I just want to double check it because it was not. It's good. like a seven point game. I, I tried to block it out, but n- neither on the neither last game one, was on the second. Clo- game. Even the second game wasn't close. So, uh, the first game in New Orleans, they lost one twenty nine to ninety three, and then the next game they lost one seventeen to one twelve. They made a late run late, but. I remember it was, it was like, yeah, points at the end, and we're like, eh, it wasn't even that close. It wasn't. I gotta, close. yeah, they gotta, they gotta have a better game. I, I, I need to see them do oh, well shit. against a team like this. Yeah. No, no, no. You I just say no shit to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just having <laughs> a conversation. No, son of a bitch. you know what? <laughs> you know what's funny? I said it just came out so naturally. Like, no shit, I need to see a good game. But then I really thought about it, and I'm like, no, you're right. It's, it's about not it just being an in-season tournament game. It's about seeing how they can have a bounce-back performance as a team and recover yeah. from some really awful basketball against a matchup that has been tough for them this season so far. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Morgan, who do you think was the defensive player of the game tonight? Who got the crown? Um, you know I saw it. I just saw it in... Discord. Shout out JaVel McGee. Hey. Oh my, dude, his hands are so... Look at his fingers. It's the claw. Morgan. Yeah. His what? fingers are 13 inches long. No, they're... I mean, he's got big... <laughs> dude, those are the biggest hands I've ever seen. I mean, he's a big guy. Oh my God. He's a Insane. big guy. He's a big old oh, guy. Congrats to uh, JaVel McGee. Yeah. He wins a deep hog Good for him. And he deserved it. He brought in that spark. He had those blocks, big blocks. And um, his presence was felt. Uh, Chat, I need your help too. Oh. What do you think is the Sharif Jewelers Ooh. moment of the game tonight? Kings win 123-117 over the Denver Nuggets. Is there one moment that sticks out to you that we could write down? And put in our big old moment jar that is looking kind of cool now with all these moments. This will be moment number 18 we're adding. I love this for us. Yeah, yeah. All and right. while while we get oh. some, I want to read some of the chat. Uh, uh, Isaac wants to know, what is Alex Lenz's timeline? They said he's out six to eight weeks after that high ankle sprain. And it's been like, what, two weeks? Maybe. Something Three? like that. Week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, not long enough. Huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, okay. I have mine in... Mine would be uh, De'Aaron's 16 assists. Whoa, okay. Career high okay. 16. And and not just because it was a career high. I think how he played as a whole is, I mean, we could just be like, oh, that defensive play when he stole the ball. Can I throw some candidates at you sure. from the chat? Because that was just mentioned. Uh, Skeeter Reed says the Fox steal in three. So that's the one I was okay. just about to mention, yep. We also see uh, Herter, big comeback three from mm. Manny. 
Uh, Isaac says the Murray step back three on Aaron Gordon. Okay. Those are good ones. Um, Miles just has a headline. The Kentucky Connection beats defending champs. Oh. And then career high 16 assists. Okay. What do you think? I like the Canuck. The what? <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> Connection. I was trying to mix the two words together. I think we have to acknowledge tonight the the De'Aaron Fox 16 assists, one turnover. Okay. I think that's the moment. Then do it. And if we want to add a play on there, we can too. It's your jar and we're just Fox living 16 it. assists, one turnover. Love it. And that's a career high. I'm going to just, I'll, I'll note the Keegan step back just because that's my guy. Step back. Uh, there was a comment about the Monday and it was fourth quarter sports says, I think it will be hype, but this knockout round will really tell how the fans feel about this tourney. Uh, you know, sure. I, I mean, I hear you. I think one Sacramento fans are just into the game in general. If it's a good game. I mean, yeah. I felt like tonight the atmosphere seemed legit. Yeah. I mean, I was watching oh, on TV. I was like, like the, the beam chance, all the, yeah, it was the cool. use. Yeah. I mean, it's the first year, so I think you're going to have some people who may be casual and go, uh, wait, wait, is this different tonight? There is, there's going to be a portion of the fan base that doesn't totally get it. Like, they're like, wait, so there's a tournament going on? Like, what's happening? But I think there's enough people who know what's going on that it's cool. And and to be honest, the ratings have been great for these games, right? The Warriors-Kings game the other night drew over 2 million viewers on TNT, and that's pretty significant because if you look at it compared to last year at this time, it was like up 90% or something. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It was a big number. And I, I think too, I, I, cause I do question, I go, Ooh, are more people curious just about if their team is involved, uh, with the quarterfinals, uh, and the semifinals and the finals, like, is that going to be the case? And I know for me, I'm going to be watching it all. Like I want, I want to tune into it all. Uh, if it all makes sense with my schedule, it's like those are the games I want to tune into. But I'm curious how other fans or other Kings fans would feel if like the Kings were knocked out. Don't say that. I know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And if the Kings are knocked out, they don't play again until Friday. In in some regard, I'm like, that's not bad, you know? Oh my a little break God. in the middle of the season. But I'd much rather day. go to Las Vegas. Who would you rather play? Who would you rather play in Las Vegas? The Suns or Lakers in the semifinals with the chance to go to the championship game. In some ways, the Lakers. It would be fun to beat the Lakers. And then yeah. who, do you, who do you want to play in the championship? The Pacers. Come Dude, on. Could you guys just imagine if we had Kings Pacers <gasps> NBA Cup? Oh, my God. That's going to be the the whole thing is who's better, Sabonis or Tyrese? And it's like, what? This game settles it. We have to be done talking about it. Isn't that what you said the other night? That's, yes, that was my angle. Yeah. 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 Who, the winner, if, if Kings and yep. Pacers play, the debate has to end. We, we are not allowed as a basketball world to ever talk about the trade again that, after the NBA. Cup. Morgan Reagan signed. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I would love it. it, it well, one, I know. It, you know what? I would love. There's multiple reasons. Why? One, the obvious. Tyrese Sabonis. Oh no! I was just Kings Pacers is fun, right? No, I'm just kidding. Tyrese uh, two really exciting teams. Uh huh. Obviously, the Fox Sabonis Halliburton thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
two really exciting teams. And I think it'd be funny because the NBA would have like two small market teams and they'd be built laying <laughs> on ABC nightmare. for the in-season tournament NBA Cup. I love it. I love it. It'd be it's, really fun. For, for basketball fans, like you love anything. And yeah. I think that would be great. And for anyone that's a cash... Go watch another game. Screw what, you. What's the one matchup you think the league does not want for the NBA Cup championship? I actually Who else is... I would have to look at my bracket. Um, you've got the Knicks and Bucks. Okay. I'm sorry. The Knicks and Celtics, right? I'm trying to remember see, the East. See, I thought see. I had it. I think it's Knicks, Celtics, Bucks, and Pacers in, right? NBA in-season tournament. And then, of course, you've got the Suns and Lakers and then the Pelicans and the Kings. Okay. Did I make that up? <laughs> I just, oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. here we go. Here we go. Okay. I got the, the full God. bracket. Okay, I'm boom, like... boom. Here we go. Yeah. Bucks and Knicks. Okay. And then Pacers take on the Celtics. Celtics. And then, of course, the West games. Um, I think the worst possible scenario for the league would be Pacers-Kings. No, it would. You know what? I don't. Pacers, Suns. The, the, the one that they want, the one they would do anything to have, Lakers, Knicks. The big you markets. You think Knicks? It wouldn't even Celtics. be Milwaukee? No, 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 no. Milwaukee, no, no. Just because no. there's it's not. not it's okay. Lakers, Celtics, or Lakers, Knicks. Okay. But to be honest, there's a lot of star power. I mean, you've got LeBron AD in this tournament. You've got KD Booker in this tournament. Yeah. The Kings have some young talent with, you know, Fox, obviously, Sabonis. The Pelicans. Zion, Zion B. that's box yeah. office. Yep. Giannis, the Knicks, you know, Bronson, Bronson. Yes, and just New the York. Knicks being the Knicks. Yeah. The Pacers, Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton, yep. baby. And then the uh, Celtics Tatum. with Tatum Brown, one of the best teams in the league. Um, yeah, some, some good looking teams in that bracket. Yeah. I think it's really, some really me. good teams. I think the Pacers tonight too, super impressive. Tyrese Halliburton did not play, and they put up 144 points on the Miami Heat and won. What? Yeah. Wait, didn't they, didn't the Heat just beat them the other night? Yeah, too? they came okay. back and won okay. when Halliburton played, and Halliburton had a great game. Halliburton was sick tonight. TJ McConnell was 10 of 11, had 20 points. I'm looking at the field goal percentage. <laughs> the Pacers shot 66%. They were 56 of 85. Oh. They knocked down 16 of 32 from three. McConnell was 10 of 11. My goodness. Just, I mean, imagine Andrew nights. Nemhart. Your team goes shoot 66%. You're one of nine. Well, that's brutal. You were, yeah. Buddy healed three of seven. Uh, but 144 points. The Pacers to me are so similar to last year's Kings. They, can score a ton of points, super explosive. They play with pace. They share the ball. They hit threes, and they don't defend. That's fair. I mean, from the the but they're few fun. they're the fun few games, the couple of games yeah. that I actually watched, like more than some highlights of the Pacers this year. It's like, yeah, there's some fun offensive moments with them and i mean it mostly it's just mostly starts with tyrese and <sighs> my god he's so he is so, like all the hype that's been around him 
And like people get so excited about him and then like don't give someone like Deer and Fox a lot of love. But like it's deserved. And that's like where I just I go, I go, okay, it's deserved. And the only difference is is that like it wasn't translated into as many wins last year as it was for Fox. And so now you go into another year and you see where the narrative goes with both these people. But man, Tyrese has just been on one. He's such a good human being and he just deserves all the love. He plays the game with joy. Oh, the three it. point shooting's yes. ridiculous. It's we haven't seen many players with his elite shooting plus passing. It's it's pretty special. And yeah. that team is super explosive. They're really fun to watch. That's why, again, Kings Pacers, think about all the points that could be scored in that game. The NBA Cup, it's 220 to 217 in the third quarter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. So dumb. Dude. So dumb. Oh, man. Um, You got some emails. Did, is there... Uh, King's media availability. Yeah. What time? 1215. 1215. So not okay. a day off. It's all right. Is media it? availability. I just want to curl up in a little ball uh, and just not move. Yeah, but you're going to, you're going to be restless pacing, thinking about King's Pelicans Monday. And then I, Monday, I Monday. just want to sleep a little bit. Um, a couple other things before we wind down. Yeah. Uh, I called the Stockton Kings G league ignite game today. It was like a five o'clock tip in Stockton. And, uh, First of all, Stockton only had eight players because what? Well, Colby Wait, Stockton. Oh, Colby Jones uh, and Jalen Slauson were up in Sacramento. Uh, Jeremy Lamb was out. James oh. Akinjo was out. So a couple of guys. So they're only okay. eight players. Second half of back to back, and they were playing a, a G League Ignite team who was zero and eight coming into tonight. But literally, like their whole roster has been hurt. They they're missing eight guys. They got one back today. Um, for draft nerds out there, it's oh. worth watching. Amen. Ron War, Holland. Ron Holland. My God. It, he's he's right now going to be near the top of the draft. Some mock drafts have him at number one. 18 year old, years old. 6'8". Aggressive. Long. Um, tonight, got off to a slow start. I think he had four points in the first half. He had 17 in the second half, including the and one late to put his team up. And he just plays He's so he's very strong. Wait, like, did they win? Who won? G League Ignite got their first no, win. Yeah, their first I one of this season. I knew that yeah. was gonna happen. And Ron Holland was a beast. They also got uh, Modest Buzelis back tonight. He made his G League debut. He's projected to be a lottery pick. A six ten dude, Lithuanian uh, American. Yeah, grew up in Chicago, but he's got guard skills. He had some nice moments in this game, but no, uh, Ron Holland is really good. And I think the biggest question for him will be shot is he comfortable enough shooting the three i was talking to one person about today and they said yeah he's got he's got to get more comfortable but he will shoot it he actually did not take a three last game they played last night but tonight he took four of them and he he airballed two of them okay but he's 18 it's amazing his ability to get to the basket finish with contact Mm -hmm. finish with both hands you guys defensively the way that he carries the basketball through defenders he's like a football player it is protected you ain't touching shit and then he throws it down with authority damn i'm mad that they got that win though yeah who cares i i do you care yeah, it's Stop more it. fun to call. It's more fun to call. It was a close Kings. game. It was a fun well, close game. Well, and with all those players yeah. out, I get it. Um, but no, so draft nerds, pay attention to G League Ignite. Ron Holland, he's projected to be near the top of the draft. And if you don't know about the G League Ignite, it's a program that's been around for a minute. Um, you know, it's a spot where these kids can go, instead of going to college, they can go join 
professional basketball and play in the G League with the Ignite program. They've had like Scoot Henderson, Dyson Daniels, Jalen Green, Marjan Bochamp, Jaden Hardy. Uh, I'm missing a couple too. And then this year they've got Modest Buzelis, who's going to be a lottery pick. Yeah. You've got Ron Holland. Uh There's some legit talent, you know? Oh, Um, yeah. Thierry Darlin. He's a little more raw. He was from the NBA Academy in Africa. uh, But, dude, he... The thing I like about Ron Holland, too, is, like, okay, offensively, what... He's really good defensively, And he works. He He works works really hard. He plays with passion. So, definitely worth checking out. This is... that. That's the funnest thing about calling G League games is that you do... You... Not only do you gain knowledge of these names, but then you actually yep. get to see them play, you know, so then you do know a little bit more about them and it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It is fun. Good for them. Mike says, is that where Scoot Henderson played? Yeah, he played with G League Ignite. So, dude, so much talent. It's fun. It was really fun to call those games. Well, you crushed it. So, congrats. You didn't hear the whole thing. How would you know? Um, From the part that I did hear, I was like, oof. He is on his a effing guy. Do you want to spend fifteen minutes listening to some of my highlights on the pod? I would. I totally would. I want. I want to. I want to listen to them, and then I want to go back and watch my show because I felt like my analyst work tonight wasn't like my best. You're so annoying. It was like, it was. It was mid. I could have thrown in a few more numbers. That that was my Morgan. You're not like there to throw my, numbers. No, just to you're prove not. to prove my point a little bit more and going off a few things. Yeah. So. Anyway, I'll have a second chance uh, to do that on Monday. Get out. Whatever. You're so annoying. Let me do me. Final thoughts about this win. Good response by the Kings. They played hard. They pushed the pace. Keep pushing the pace. I think the biggest question I have is, can they show consistency? I loved at the end of the road trip how they played against a really good defensive team in Minnesota. Tonight... You're going up against a team that has shown the ability to play some good defense and has some pieces. They've got size with Gordon and KCP. They've got length all over the place, and they have Jokic. They played really well tonight, especially offensively, to put up 123 points. Now, how do you respond against a Pelicans team that punked you? Uh That absolutely punked you. They're coming to your house. It's time to send a message. Yep. It's time to send a message. This team, I... When they're good, they look damn good. But the Pelicans, uh, going into it, I go, God, they just look like they, they, they're a terrible matchup for the Kings in every way. They're long. They're length. They're, they the shoot strength. threes. They play yep. defense. They have bodies they can throw at Fox, and they've got size. It's a tough matchup. Well, well you have a team in the Kings that have a lot of smart players, a, a smart coaching staff and however you prep going to, like you you've known for a little bit you're taking on the pelicans now what do you get going i'm about? laughing because someone in the chat says oh sean says deuce is feeling the wine cheers no you know what it is honestly i am really tired this this last couple Boo. of weeks has been a, a really it's been super fun this has been a, this has been like oh the season's really here where there's back to backs. There's games. Dude, there's G League games. There's perspective. Prep, there's though, practice. We are oh, I love so, it. I'm no, so no, no. happy. And we're, that's what I was gonna say. I like, think I'm just tired. 
it, we're so much happier than last year that it it's like it's a fun time. It's like the loopy tire. It's like yes, yeah. oh, I can't I'm wait to tired. lay horizontal and just like go to bed. But also, I can talk about this for hours, you know. Yeah. So that's the vibe. So thank you for being on the same vibe. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's it's uh, you know. It, and we we take we put a lot of time into what we do because we're super passionate about it. It's and this is our fun. season. This is like we're in it now. It's fun. So we'll probably because there's practice tomorrow. We'll have to do uh what to watch. And I'm just kind of like saying this out loud. Uh, what to watch and maybe even a little extra something. Yeah, just so you guys know on the audio side too, we're dropping content constantly on our YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash at Deuce and Mo. We drop practice sound we have been at every single king's practice this year literally every single practice from training camp every single practice and we drop video after and we'll maybe do some practice thoughts tomorrow and of course we'll do a preview of the in-season tournament game so if you you're not going to get that in audio form so i encourage you to check out our youtube page as well any other final thoughts for you morgan i've given my final thoughts what do you have to add <sighs> you're all amazing for just being here on a friday night hanging out with or friday night it's a Hey. We've said that a couple of times, I think. Did we say Friday night? Yeah. What? You know what? Friday, Saturday, same freaking vibe. You know what I mean? Um, but seriously. Oh, and so many fantastic people coming up to me at the game with shut up and light the beam shirts. Uh, a few of them chanting Sasha, Sasha, Sasha. I'm glad you brought that up. Why? Because King's Herald posted this. And I, you know, I know they've been pushing this. King's Herald has had a couple people pushing this. Uh, of a new Demonis Sabonis chant. Oh, and, and it's not that the one that they're trying to push? It's No, it's one they've been trying to push. Oh, Demontis Sabonis. Yeah. Wait, I told you about I know, this. I know, but this, I guess it, they posted that. It's really kind of starting to, like, people are catching on now. So let's see. I haven't heard this yet. Okay. I gotta be honest. I love it. It's there. It's 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 getting it, close. It, and I wish two more it, games. It's locked in. I heard it one time, big in a game, like in a game. And I was like, I text you or something. I was like, Deuce, I love this chant for Domas. And then every time that they play it after he does a big shot or whatever it is, there's not enough people willing to do it. I love it. Do it. I am empowering. Yeah. Shout out to the Kings Herald guys. Not that other clown. But um, yeah, Morgan, we we need people to really push this for Monday. If you're at the game and you hear the Seven Nation Army, hell yeah, don't do the oh. oh, oh, oh. It's for Demonis Sabonis. Say, Say it with your chest. Do you want to um, practice? Demontis Sabonis. Demontis Sabonis. Let's like go. You're trying to take a shit there. Let's go. Is that <laughs> what you sound like when you take a shit? You go, <laughs> constipation. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Dad, dad. Yeah, well, we appreciate you guys so much for hanging out. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Isaac, you know, I feel like I, I just saw you in the chat tonight. I know this is probably not good for the podcast. Isaac, are you based in Sacramento? Answer me in the chat. Oh my god! I have a reason. He has a reason. Yeah. 
Uh, in the chat, also mentioned CJ McCollum is back for the Pels. Um, what else? Deuce and Mo. How far do you think this team can go at this rate? Uh, in the season? Uh, I mean, I think they're going to be a really good team. They've got some tweaks to make, though. Yeah, I'm like a time will tell kind of person. I need to see the tweaks. Um, uh, yeah, but you do you think they can match last year? Why are you yelling at me? I'm not yelling. Oh, Isaac's not from Sacramento. Okay. Darn. Uh, okay. Anyway. Um, I, yeah, I, I obviously, I think they can, they can get into the postseason. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bold. I, no, but like, but I said that strongly before the season even started. Here's a good thing in a weird way. What? 11 and seven. Keegan has not gotten it going offensively, but has shown tremendous defensive growth. Fox has missed time. Lyles has missed time. They've been banged up, and they're still figuring stuff out, and they're still finding ways to win. I like it. Let's go. One final final thought. Mike Bibby was sitting with me in the media section, yeah. and fake Kevin Herter was up in the stands, and he goes, what? 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 Oh, my God. And he goes, Morgan, I thought that was Kevin Herter for a second. And I uh, died. He thought it was Kevin Herter. And I'm like, what? Is he saving a loose ball and coming up all the way to section 104? There's no way he really thought that. Like, Kevin Herter just went to a concession stand? No, he just was like, I like it looks so real. Like it look, And he said it was a hot second. I, I'm going to be honest. Kevin Herter guy? No. No. I... I I have to be myself, Morgan. Mm-mm. You Mm-mm. can't do it every game. Mm-mm. You're cosplaying Kevin Herter every game. <laughs> no. Yes, he can. Why? He can do whatever he wants. If he wants to be... Anyone can be anyone, anything and anyone that you they want to be. You are an adult. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's not, Life's too short. Okay, let me ask Life's you, too can short. I just ask you this? If someone was acting like me, yes, I would not like it. If every game... Every game, you're doing NBC Sports, you're getting ready to go live, and there is another person that is cosplaying you. Every single game. As Every long as they game. weren't taking me out of my work and being like, hey, hey, give me attention, <laughs> give me attention. I'd be like, I'm working. This is funnier than shit, and it's great marketing for NBC Sports, but I'm working. But keep doing you. I love it. Hell yeah. He's living. People are saying it's, a, it's an L take. That's fine. I'm just every game. Let I, him be. I personally would not want to be dressed up for every game like that. But that's you. You're <laughs> not him. You are not fake Kevin Herter. Okay. I don't my, I'm sorry. Now I'm getting crapped on. For, As you should be. <laughs> it's you only live once. Be who you want to be. Kevin Herter. He looks more like Steve Kerr. That's my thing. He looks. Like Which, Steve. by the way, I remember hearing a podcast around Halloween time yeah. that is a national podcast. Be like, did you guys see Steve Kerr dressed up as Kevin Herter? And they were dead serious. Wow. And I was like, oh, you guys. Pay attention. Ew. Oh, yeah, huh. uh, that was hilarious, though, that Mike thought that was actually Kevin Herter at the stands. But Thank you. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. Make sure to spread the word about our podcast. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We love you guys, but we gots to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. You're all badass for reading here. See ya! Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.